AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Fighting Cock. Today I'm joined by Ross, or you probably know him as Hotspur Related. How's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, no, it's a, it's a pleasure. You're, I've been aware of your account for, obviously, all Spurs fans. It's probably the, is it the biggest independent account on Twitter? On Twitter, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it's only yeah. like the official accounts that are yeah, that big. Yeah, dwarfs what, me, but yeah. What are you on at the moment? Um, I think as of the close of the window, it's now... Around one twenty something, one twenty three, one twenty four. So you're so big, you don't even you stop checking that. You know what it was? It was like when I was like the numbers were going up. I was thinking, right, this is mad. And then when it got to fifty k, it was almost surreal. It's like now I've got to a point where it's just numbers, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way at all. No, but it's just like my whole thing was like, okay, I can fill the old white art lane, thirty six, thirty seven thousand. <laughs> then it got, and I was like, but the big goal is fifty k. I think that's like a big number to hit. Mm. And then when I hit fifty thousand, I was like, now it's just numbers, like whether. Yeah. And it comes across as I'm being arrogant. I don't mean it like that, but it's just like whether it's 55k or 155k, look, yeah. it's more what you do with it. Isn't I'm it, really? like that. I've got 15k. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's just numbers. It's just to me numbers as well. now. Yeah. It just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no. They're just numbers. I, I guess it never mattered. But the. Uh, um, so if people don't know, uh, what, what is Hotspur related? Uh, so the best play, uh, the best way, sorry, to probably describe it is the fact that it's just a news aggregator. So essentially, any news about Spurs should, if I'm doing a good job, be placed on that one Twitter feed, whether that be contracts, uh, players' birthdays, match reactions, uh, commentary, all that kind of content that hopefully Spurs fans like. So yeah, so that's what it is, isn't it? It's a kind of reaction to whatever is going on in the news. Yeah. And you dump it on Twitter, on your timeline, Yeah, in a hyper-condensed format. Right, yeah, correct. So we actually got... Let's, let's answer a question. Uh, J- Jason Heffron, he, he asks... Uh, why, why, do, why don't you link to original articles so that people can view, view it for themselves and the journalists get credit? Yeah. Um, that's, to be fair, it's a question I actually almost ask myself a lot. Um, and I know it's kind of somewhat created like tension online, if you like. Yeah. My whole thing when I decided that Hotspur Related was going to be like a news source, if you like, was that I wanted everything in one place. It was almost, I rationalised it as if he was coming to my feed and then going away, I wasn't doing a good job mm. because I wanted... Any Spurs fan, whatever age, however involved in the club they were, they could come to my, like the page that I'd created or the place, if you like, and everything was on there. Yeah. Whereas if I'm then taking them away, it's like, what value am I providing to you? So your your thinking. So I, I worked in football media for about three years, mm. and the way you're thinking there is exactly the right way that these accounts, you know, accounts are set up to grow mm. and then put brands in front of them. Yeah. In terms of like retention to your feed, like I literally, I'll, I'll go on, I'll, I'll see one of your tweets, I will click on it, and I'll end up scrolling through as much as it, as much as I haven't seen previously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I will get to the tweet that I had seen, and that's it. Yeah. Honestly, probably the only account. That I do that for. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. It's just, it's, but it isn't. It's not. It's you've done a good job in in, in creating really small, bite-sized bits of news that, that's addicting because it's all about Tottenham, yeah, and it's all about things that we're going to be interested in. The stories you pick are interesting. It's not like you're just going across the board and reporting anything you see. I'd imagine you cherry no, pick. Yeah, them. they are selected, and I also get to the point where. For example, if like a, a certain journalist has done like a really good piece and it's like with an interview and it's a sit down, and it's like an exclusive. I may like cherry pick it in terms of like the quotes, but I do get a point where if it's like more than four or five tweets where I'm quoting, I'll take like the best bits and then I'll just link the rest because there's one thing taking a couple of sentences from like a player, but there's another thing taking an hour long, you know, script from a player. It's a bit. Have you ever been? Have you ever been approached by journalists to ask you to stop? Uh, yeah, and I've also been asked to uh, post the links to the thing, which is fair enough. It's like they're. They're, you know, yeah. earning a wage out of it and they need um, detraction probably, well, 
What do you do? Do you just ignore them? Or? No, like if it's if they, <laughs> yeah, just I'm not speaking to you. That's <laughs> block. it. Yeah, block, <laughs> never to be seen again in the Twitter sphere. Um, no, like I'll post the link if that's what they, if they want it to. But like I say, in and I might be rationalising it wrong, but from a personal point of view, I almost see it as a personal failure. Like if Spurs fans are then having to go elsewhere to look for it, because essentially that's what I'm promising in my Twitter bio. Yeah, but they, I would say a journalist, so you're, you're you're essentially copy and pasting for different yeah other people's work. So yeah, it is. A failure if they leave because you're not your Twitter account isn't as good as it can be. Yeah. But there's also this issue of the quotes have been sourced by the work of a journalist. Personally, I don't care. No, I, no, no, I, no, but I do think it's a fair point. Yeah. But, and so, it's one I don't really have the answer to to a certain extent. It's just, I mean, look, I, I don't care when I'm reading it. And, and, the, and the 124,000 people don't care either. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a case of, um, you know, get... it's, it's it's useful and it works, and that's why people use it. So why people use, there's ethical arguments around why people shouldn't use Uber. Yeah, but we all use it because it's cheaper and it's, and it's a <laughs> yeah. better service. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those one of those things, really. So anyway, how did it start? Yeah. How long ago did it start? Uh, so like six. What we 2019 so seven years now. Um, so I started on the night. I somehow almost becomes like an interlink to an iconic goal. But yeah, the night Modric scored a banger away at Bolton from the corner. Uh, so near the end of the 2012 season, yeah. um, basically it started as I was <clears throat> had my own personal Twitter account. Obviously, Twitter was in its early days then. And I was just speaking so much about Spurs on my personal Twitter, interacting with so many Spurs fans on there. It got to a point where I was like, why don't I just create my own dedicated place mm. to speak about Spurs? So I created a separate account, which is obviously now Hotspur related, and just ran with it. And to be honest, if it got to five, 6,000 or even less, num- the numbers weren't really. It was just a place where... I could still have my personal account speak to friends, but like the majority of my activity was coming through Spurs fans, um, speaking to them, you know, reacting results, transfers and whatnot. And I was just basically creating a place for that. Mm. Um, and then obviously it's now grown into a, quite the beast. So did you have a plan? Did you, did you know what you were going to do? So when you set up Hotspur Related, was it purely so that you could interact with other Spurs fans and talk specifically about Spurs without pissing your mates off that you're always tweeting about Spurs? Or did you think, right? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I am going to become a news aggregator, and I am. Uh, I'm going to find and source all these news articles, and give them to Spurs fans. Or did it just sort of evolve into that? Yeah. So there's a. Don't get me wrong. There's like a bit of a plan behind it. It's pretty natural in that sense. Like I just wanted to basically speak to Spurs fans and have a place to do so, and not and almost in my mind have separate places. So obviously, I've got my friendship and like personal Twitter account, um, and then obviously. Now Hotspur related, but it was kind of just, I want a place to speak to Spurs fans. And then it started kind of getting some traction, which was nice. And then I was reacting to transfer news uh, with Spurs fans so regularly and, you know, the results each weekend or midweek fixtures and whatnot. It's just like, this could be something more. Mm. Like, I was spending so much time on it, like reacting, like I say, that I was like, the natural progression was then just to basically not only react to the news, but then post the news out there as well. Yeah. Um, do, you ever, do you ever wake up? I think, well, why are you doing this? Like, what what are you getting out of it? Because you're not, you haven't monetized it properly. I know you're you're yeah. sponsored by fans, but as are Fighting Cock, um, but you, you haven't like monetized. You don't see like paid for ads, and you don't see you retweeting like a, a company like Ball Street, who I used to work with, might go to might might come to you and say, "Oh, we're working with Wash and Go. Mm. Can you please tweet this video?" Yeah, because your because your 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 account is hyper engaged. It's huge. And um, and that's valuable. So you might get a brand coming up to you and retweeting, asking you to tweet an advert for yeah. Wash and Go. Um, 
So, yeah, but what, why do you do it? If you're not making money out of it, what do you do? Why do you do it? Honestly, this may be sad as anything, but I generally just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I found people online. <laughs> this sounds like the start of like a 40-year-old version or some mad <laughs> story, but uh, I found people online that are like a common like me in the sense of they just like going Spurs each weekend. They like reacting to the news. Um, they enjoy like almost the comical aspect of like Twitter and how mad it is. Um, and yeah, I just there, it comes from in a very natural place in the sense of I do just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and like I say, the fact that it was originally started and me just reacting to it. I'd probably be doing that anyway. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be keeping myself up at, you know, deadline day hours and doing, like, mad stuff from minute to minute um, with, with an extreme. But yeah. it does come from a natural place that I genuinely do enjoy it, so I'm not really... And you love Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. literally love them, like, probably too much. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so you're 21? No, I'm older than that, 24. I thought you said... I thought, sorry, yeah, 24 looking 12, yeah. So <laughs> you... You um you said you started it seven years ago. So how old that makes you seven, seventeen? It would have been yeah, sixteen, seven, seventeen. Bloody hell! Um, deadline day coming. Let's tell about because <laughs> that, that, that's got to be your busiest day of the year. Or yeah, two easily. Days. Yeah. Um, and so you, what? You wake up in the morning. Yeah. And what do you do? Yeah, it's mad. Are so, you on your phone by the way or on your computer? Uh, both. Really. So yeah, it's mad. But like, um, I use uh, TweetDeck, like the common social media platform. So I've obviously got all these windows open and tabs, and obviously I can like. Uh, track certain words and hashtags um, and you like filter them out and whatnot. So like, for example, this transfer deadline then was a bit different because um, my birthday's in February and I, uh, a birthday gift mum bought me was to go on the club tour. Right. And it so happened to be on deadline day. Oh. So there I am saying, mum, I don't want to go see the club yeah. because I'm going to speak about the club. Like, <laughs> there was, some, there was a beautiful irony. No, she just thought I was bonkers as usual. <laughs> but uh, there was an irony in the sense of I was like, I don't want to go up to the lane to go see all like the beautiful stadium yeah. and you know find out all the various little mini facts so I'd rather be at home basically posting about it because you imagine what the reaction would have been like of people like where the, where are you yeah. where the fuck are you yeah it's gone um yeah. no but I did go um oh, you did go? yeah but there was like a, there was like an you can tell because um there was like an hour and a half drop off and I think I just returned with like something really boring like camera camera Cameron Carter Vickers has joined Stoke. Right, like, right. <laughs> and there's like an hour and a half drop off. But yeah, even then I was like, obviously had to be on it. And thankfully I won't home too late. So was you, when you was off for that hour and a half, was you anxious that you, something was going to break and you wouldn't be able to uh, tweet it? Nah. Nah, because it's like, as much as I enjoy it and I do try and take it as serious as possible, I do have a life. And <laughs> or at least I try to. <laughs> <laughs> and there also becomes a point where like I have taken it ridiculously serious before and like stopped doing stuff like that and the enjoyment goes from it mm. it's just like it becomes something I don't want it to become it becomes very monotonous it very it becomes job like yeah whereas at the moment as silly as it sounds and it may look different from the outside but like posting uh, myself it's just like I enjoy it like it doesn't it doesn't feel like work to me yeah. I do it for enjoyment and getting to speak to Spurs fans yeah was it also like you know there's this kind of idea about the notifications and the you know numbers retweets likes yeah, yeah. it's ad- addictive for people once you're using it yeah so you kind of like your um you know your I'll, I might tweet something and then look at how many likes it's got and I don't think I'm an egotistical person. No. But I am. Yeah, naturally you play into it, don't you? Yeah. What everybody does. It's, yeah. It's, it's specifically designed to feed your, your ego. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, release endorphins when you're thinking, oh, I'm being, I'm being liked, I'm being ratified. But you, yeah. this isn't you. This is a, yeah. a faceless account. Yeah. 
But does, is there? Do you do you get? Does that pique your excitement, or, or do you, are you interested when you see? Oh fuck, that's, that that tweet's flying. Or do you know what will fly and what won't? And how do yeah, you- like generally, I have like quite a good idea. And yeah, like I do get a bias when I know like you know I return to my phone and suddenly a tweet that was posted a minute ago has two hundred retweets or something. Like you can tell normally what will kind of what's run of the mill if yeah. you like, and then what pops. But um, no, I kind of like the fact that it's. I'm behind it kind of thing. Because I, like, I think as a person, I'm quite introvert in that sense. I don't really like being... I think because of the rise what's related, if you like, I've had to push myself out there a bit more. Um, yeah. And that's good, like, for my own personal development, if you want to start getting deep. But mm. um, I like the fact that, like, the account's there to serve Spurs fans. It's not there to serve me at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it could. Yeah. There's no... Like, I, I, we'll have a chat afterwards, but you're... There's, there's like, if you was to sell that account, it would, you would be able to sell it for tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, well, some like I had uh, someone come forward like two years ago and offer me like a significant amount, and I was just like, nah. No, but then that's that is naturally that's a, a nest egg. Yeah. Like, if you ever wanted to think I can't be bothered and wanted to put a deposit for the house, that would get it. Really, that, mate, it's so valuable. That's madness. It is, and and it's yeah. because you're because the timeline, the, the hotspot related timelines, hasn't been like coated full of ads uh, don't get me wrong whoever buys it will fuck it uh, 100% <laughs> yeah, so if you're yeah. anyway emotionally connected to it which I'm sure you are they, they will um, murder it repeatedly they will yeah it would be the, the work essentially the, the, the value in your account is you mm. so your work that's going into that and, and what makes it an excellent Twitter feed is based on your input so then if you give it to me I'm not going to know what the fucking how, how yeah. to do what you do so on, like on deadline day you've got I've got you've got like a in my head you've got like five screens <laughs> you're watching every new stream on it's here. not far off that honestly, how many yeah. screens have you got so I've got obviously my computer uh, I've got a Mac laptop um, I've got the TV on and my phone right so, so sat at four yeah so um, and your mum and dad know like what, you, what you're up to yeah mum's like what it is? yeah mum's not really like tech savvy but she gets it to a certain extent yeah um, and to be fair actually yeah she supports me but I she supports me to a certain extent in a sense of I don't think she knows really what it is. <laughs> yeah. She just sees the numbers. And all, then, my, all my mum does on Twitter is retweet causes. Like, right, yeah. Don't save Local givings. And... More like Syrians, uh, dolphins, fucking elephants. Like, yeah. it's, and she doesn't really understand Twitter and, and, or, or realise that if you constantly tweeting the same thing like how many causes can i support mum? yeah like, if you're f- posting 12 a week yeah how am I, there's how, only so many syrian children to save <laughs> exactly yeah well there's too many but it gets to a point where you kind of naturally develop some sort of inertia against and you don't want to read it yeah i don't know what i'm going to um what, what is your biggest bang on twitter um tough question i don't know off the top of my head i I'd imagine it was the one where Harry Redknapp said uh, Ben Warris, who constantly wants to become a porn star. Um, right. And that hit, last time I looked, which was a few months ago, that hit about 6,500 retweets. Fuck. Um, and yet, Do you count but, likes? Huh? Do you count likes then? Is it vanity in it? I, don't, I mean, it's just, just numbers. Like, yeah. It's just like... The thing I like doing with is I like having fun with it. So, for example, I will... I'll tweet obviously all the f- the stuff that Spurs fans want to like know, you know, running the mill rumors. Mm. Um, but I like the stuff that's like off the cuff. It's like the other day when NG got caught yeah. live feeding the sex tape of his, and yeah. like you know, just random. Um, it's the human story. Yeah, just the yeah, the yeah. human stuff, and just the random kind of side stories that you you know you probably won't hear in like the main press if you like, mm. um, and just getting to have a bit of fun with it. Um, obviously, 
the core work will always be what people want to hear in terms of that. But I just like having a bit of a fun putting things on a spin. You, you've got like a massive following, but you've also got like a weird cult following as well. Yeah, like, yeah. These kids that are making memes. Yeah. Um, like what can you explain to someone what for you, what what is that? And and people that might not know at home. So basically whenever I post um news, normally during the transfer window, yeah. um that like fans like, so you know, Spurs are living in a alternate universe and going to spend 100 million on Dabala. Mm. Um, I'll say, oh, it's close, um, and in brackets, Demarzio or, you know, Tutor Sport, whoever it may be. And because they're receptive to the news and they want that news, rather than us saying, we're actually bidding 2 million for Tyus Bramble, yeah. um, they'll then create a picture, uh, an iconic sporting picture or film uh, <laughs> screenshot, and then put my head on <laughs> said characters. So I've had it whereby... I've become Scarface holding the gun. Um, I've had it where I've been Lucas Moura scoring the winner in the uh, Amsterdam <laughs> Arena. Um, yeah, it seems to be this summer. Last summer there was a few like going around, but this summer it seems to have really taken off and people are having a lot of fun with it, which is fun for me. Like It's nice mm. appreciation, but it's just also just a bit of like, fun. Yeah, what, what's, um, what, who's the mo- what, what player gets you the most interaction? What, who do you think is most popular based on your feed? Oh, good question. A lot of it is dependent on the content, it must be said. Um, obviously, Sonny's up there. Yeah. Because both, obviously, the following he has in Asia and also just the fact that the character that he is, that we mm. get to see at least, um, is very fun. Also, fans love the whole academy stuff. I mean, obviously, you guys will know a lot more about that following what, club at a younger level, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they love, like, obviously, Winksy coming through, Skip's coming through. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, the academy guys and Sonny. So oh, got, yeah, I'm surprised by that. So not like Kane or Sissoko. Where do you think Sissoko rates it? Yeah, Sissoko's quite high up there purely because obviously <laughs> the, the revolution that's yeah. yeah the story that's just occurred over the last 18 months or so. Um, so back on on the rumours, what actually no on on the deadline day I forgot to ask you. Mm. Now you're obviously you're a Spurs fan. You've been a Spurs fan all your life. Yeah, right. Um, you're you're reporting on all of these transfer news. All the transfer news, and there's tons of it. Yeah, some of it's bollocks, some of it's obviously genuine, like Lacelso, Dybala, and and um, Sessegnon and and Dombele as well. But what do, do, do you get excited as you're as you're reporting it as, as news come through, or you or, or you in work mode? Do you kind of do you live emotionally that deadline day like everyone else? I do, but I'm a bit more level headed with it. Right. Um, so, for example, if say. If, say, a lesser-known source is saying that we're going to sign someone, I'm not as excited. But then when the likes of, you know, The Guardian come out of it and the BBC and it starts growing and you can, as soon as it sounds, you can feel that momentum online and suddenly everyone's like, like the day we signed in Bello and from, like, 12-1, someone said he was at Oxford Way and then it was growing and growing and growing. And then, obviously, the more reputable sources kind of confirm it. Then, yeah, I I become quite an excitable character. So as you're tweeting, you can feel where there is a wave of plausibility as opposed to this is bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Because because from my perspective, I can if I'm on Twitter constantly, but I'm not. Yeah. So, so I don't. I kind of generally news breaks. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we signed him. Or, yeah. You know, something like that. But you, from your, you're you're actually seeing it from the kind of the um, the evolution from yeah. nothingness to yeah. us signing. Yeah. Like I'll see. I don't know. The Celso link like months ago, and it'll just be an odd like name in amongst an article. Mm in March, April time before the season's even finished and then obviously we had the whole side at the start like going back with bids, penny pinching and you see it kind of grow and grow throughout um, the summer all the way leading up to deadline day. What, um, 
what what sources uh, do you rate your sources? So the ones the the the, the journalists that you you're reading and um, articles that you're, or, or uh, what, what do you call it um, like websites or publications, mm. right? You're looking at all of these across the board and and you you're picking up stories. Mm. But do you value each one differently? So you mentioned about uh, Guardian being a, a plausible yeah. place to get your your transfer news, but there's also lesser. Yeah, you know, like um, caught offside. Yeah, for example, would be one that isn't as yeah reputable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely like a there's a tiering system. Yeah, there, there is a tiering system. Yeah, you exactly. can kind of. I've seen that online. It's yeah, like four brackets. Yeah, and obviously tier one is like the BBC and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, um, and then obviously tier four is the the bollocks. Yeah. So do you do you think that that tiering system is accurate? Yeah, there's definitely yeah. I mean, don't I was having this conversation the other day actually, and it's like. It's an interesting one because as a general rule of thumb, it works. Mm. But obviously, there's certain journalists at certain papers that are closer to certain clubs. For, like, for example, I don't know, the Daily Mail might be great when it comes to Arsenal yeah. and the contacts they have for that club, but then it may not be so great for us or vice versa. Like, as in, because naturally, like the Evening Standard, I wouldn't imagine, is going to be as close to Liverpool as it is to London clubs because... No, of course. But they've got the Liverpool Echo News, haven't they? Yeah, Liverpool that's Echo. true. Yeah, and from what I'm told, like by Liverpool fans, that's really reliable and quite on the money. So it's also um, it's weird. It's weird, you know. Like Liverpool fans are a bit weird, right? Yeah, but yeah. This is this the, the this newspaper is kind of perpetuating the idea of Liverpool as well. Mm. So they'll report in a really strange tone that's anything that's or even negative towards Liverpool or positive. So they'll spin stories to make them positive. So, for example, they did a story on Sane the other day that said um, uh, good news for Liverpool as Man City star suffers ACL something like that right so they're saying oh it's good news Liverpool that Sane's out for seven months yeah so it could get weird like this weird kind of propaganda slide. yeah no I saw something similar um, after their F- uh, not FA Cup sorry Community Shield defeat obviously yeah. they lost the penalties and whatever they whatever it was 7-6 or whatnot, and they were like the final line of the article was something like um, Liverpool lose seven six on penalties to Manchester City. However, they did handle the situation of the penalty shootout far better. <laughs> and it's just like surely the goal of football, when it, well, if you put it down to a very basic level, yeah. it's eleven v eleven on the pitch, and who scores more wins the game. Yes, and they've lost, yeah. and, but they've handled the situation of losing better. <laughs> no, it's I um, I, I've, I haven't seen a fan base that's less able to be self critical than, than theirs. Yeah, no, I'd go, I'd go as far as green. Um, so you've got a massive account. Do you get much stick? Yeah, of course. Do you? Yeah. Right, how does that manifest? Um, it can be like, there's loads of angles it comes from, whether it be people just don't like the news. Right, so, so um, Spurs fans yeah. will look at it because you've reported something that's saying the ball is not, not happening yeah. according to wherever, wherever yeah. it is. They'll give you grief for it. Yeah, and then, and <laughs> to be fair, it probably they understand it's not you, your opinion. No, but I think because I think I don't help myself in that sense because the picture behind the account's not me. Like because obviously it's not a related logo, mm. they just see it as almost like the club. They don't see it as whereas if it's a journalist, I'm not saying I've got a harsher ride or by any means, but what I'm saying is, for example, you know, if one of the top journalists tweets it out, I think they may be a bit more sympathetic. Whereas obviously they just see the Hotspur related logo and just. So what, Spiel sometimes. What sort of stuff do you get? Oh, like random, you know, just effing and blinding, or telling me to get a life, or call me a virgin, <laughs> or um, anything that paints me in a not so nice picture. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I've had it like that. Um, but that's fine. You know, you just take it rough and just move. Yeah, um, there's a, there are since, you know since your success has, has become evident, there are other accounts. We don't need to name them. I think everybody knows um, that that kind of bite your style or, or looked at what you do, seen it successful, and essentially doing the exact same thing, but maybe changing the format slightly, mm. like putting the bracketed source at the beginning. <laughs> the yeah. So uh, does that piss you off, or does it bother you in any way? Or? No, not really. Um, I don't really. Obviously, what we discussed earlier, I don't really feel like I've got a leg to stand on in the sense of essentially you could level the same at me in terms of I'm just condensing journalist work and putting it on my own. So, you know, who am I to point the finger when I've also got the other finger in the pie, so to speak? No, I understand. Um, that's, that's quite um, magnanimous of you. So, uh, I would be quite annoyed, though, because your idea, don't matter, the, the ethics aside, it's like... Your idea, and, th- and then there's other accounts doing almost identical. There's yeah. even one other one that's actually just a facelift branding like yours. Mm. I can't remember the name of it now because it looks so similar, but um, it's doing almost an identical thing. Yeah, his account's growing. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the only thing that sometimes irks me is like when I'll put out a tweet, and then um, a minute later the same tweet will appear. What, it's copy and pasted. It, it's copy and pasted, but instead of it being like Spurs have entered negotiations to sign. Yeah, and it'll be literally like the name change. Have you ever you ever thought about going to war? <laughs> I mean, I've thought about getting the screwdriver and the knives out of the closet, but yeah. <laughs> when all said and done, one, like I said before, I don't really have much conviction in that sense because yeah. I can be a bit guilty of it um, mm. or could be accused of being guilty of it. Um, and yet at the end of the day... I just hope the cream would rise to the crop and yeah. you know, long-term fans follow what they like. You know, Whether that be with me or elsewhere, that's fine. Um, Sean asks, why, why do you share rumours from unreliable sources like The Sun? Um, the reason for that is because I try, and to be fair, I don't think you can totally, but I try and remain impartial as possible. Yeah. So the premise of my account, if you want to put it down to a very basic kind of line, is that all Tottenham-related news featuring one singular feed mm. so then who am I to suddenly start becoming the master of it and saying I think that piece of news is good so I'm going to put that out as almost propaganda like yeah. and then another source that I may not believe or like puts out news that I may not believe or like as well mm. and put it out and then not choose not to it almost becomes like I'm not the one that um, decides that and that might be a bit like reckless of me but I think there's a responsibility for my followers to kind of decide for themselves I don't really want to be telling them you should believe this you shouldn't believe that do you get do you get sticks specifically for the sun uh yeah it's there's there's more of it than yeah another like if I put it from another publication yeah yeah and it is is one that I've kind of I do can try and reflect quite regularly and because I'm quite a deep thinker and think about those kind of things obviously like the wider meaning of the sun and whatnot and Mm. but it's just a bit like you know where do you draw the line well, yeah, exactly. And as an aggregator, you shouldn't. It should, and the way you've set up the account, it shouldn't necessarily be a subjective, subjective choice of of news. No, you have to kind of report it across the board. Yeah. Is there any 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 kind of public publications that you look at and news comes out and you think it's, it's not worth reporting because it's undoubtedly bollocks? Yeah, more regularly than people think. Yeah. And also, there also comes a point whereby 
it's like if the news has come out and I've already tweeted about it from three, four different publications, but it's the same news, people get the idea. I don't need to then start pushing it even further just because another source has said it and another source, unless it's an exception and that source is like, you know, really on the money. They're like the bollocks then. Not really. With the Dabali thing on deadline day. Yeah. What? Because what, like, I was following yours and your account and I was like, like it was literally a roller coaster because one minute's on, one minute he's, he's there, then next minute, like there's this image rights thing. It's such a complicated thing. Yeah. Um, did did any point during that day did you believe he was going to sign? Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. Like, call me mad, but yeah. Just like, because. I think what was it like? So the deadline was on the Thursday, and then I think on the Tuesday evening, like Italian report said, we'd had a bid accepted. And obviously, you look at it and you're like, that's fine. But obviously, we've already seen what happened with United and trying to get it over the line. So I didn't really pay much attention to it. And it started building a bit on the Wednesday. I mean, I think the Thursday morning, like the BBC was saying, like you know, we're close to an agreement, and it's it. The right people were coming forward saying that it looked like it was going in the right direction. Mm. Um, be obviously unfortunately not to be what what's in your opinion based on all of the information that you read yeah. was the main issue why couldn't we get it over the line i think it just came down to the image rights because people were saying to me oh you know levy the titles blah 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 but i just can't imagine that spurs would have put a bid in of what was it supposedly 70 odd million pounds yeah. to then sit down with a player's agent and be told we can't afford you like no one's that naive you, you check out like how much you, you know you put the maths together as much as you can before you surely get down and have the conversations i heard a rumor and how much actually before i say this how much of your the stuff you get is people giving you information i know you don't report that yeah but do you get people going i know this yeah yeah what in your dms yeah uh, yeah and like whatsapp groups and yeah and what do you do with that do you have attempted to post like this itk stuff no because that's not me yeah. Like at the end of the day, like it's not. That's not. If I was gonna do that, and like I felt that's something I wanted to do, I'd just create a separate account. I very much respect what I've built. Yeah. Um. And I think I have responsibility to carry on, kind of doing what I've done that calls people to follow me in the first place. Yeah. Rather yeah. than you know just suddenly being like, oh, I've heard this and I think it's going to be right, so let me give myself a quick ego boost by telling everyone that I do have people in the right place. You know, it's just mm. that's not what related is and never will be. Uh, yeah. What do you think of those ITK accounts because they get a lot of stick? That, I find them a good fun. Yeah. I find I, a good fun. Like, I don't mind them either. Yeah. I don't believe any of the shit that they write, <laughs> but I take it with a pinch of salt is probably a better way to put it. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not like like. Um, some people get so angry with them. Yeah, no, I love it. I generally love them. I think they're amazing. I think because I think they just show how mad Twitter is. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this person's just been spotted in an airport and he gave me a wink. Like I saw your tweet about Dabada. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> made me crack right up. I nicked that off. I didn't nick the tweet, but no, I nicked like the, the format, format yeah. of, of this guy called Steve where I started following him on Twitter. Uh, because it's like, you know, the amount of times you've been in, um, you've seen it, oh, I've just seen... It started with Zakora, I think, was the first one. Right. And this bloke took a picture of this guy in the airport, mm. uh, Zakora, and you're like, fuck, that's great. And, 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 and you want to believe it, so you do. Yeah. So, yeah, and I just thought, oh, fucking, let's have a bit of fun. Um, what, what, what do you think of uh, the way Spurs is run? Because there's a lot of people on Twitter, not a lot, a minority of people that are still pretty anti-Levy. Yeah. Like, but you get that a lot when you maybe a bid doesn't, go through or a player doesn't want to join or whatever and then you'll get a reaction anti-league yeah. sentiment yeah. on your on your timeline yeah 
But what's your opinion of how the club's run and, and Daniel Levy? I really like him. Like, as in, obviously, I can only judge him on what's been done. But yeah, like a brand new stadium. Yeah, brand, brand new, new stadium, brand new training ground. One of the best managers in the world. One arguably the one of the best squads in the world. Just blow, broke our club record transfer fee twice in one summer. Yeah, Jesus, he's um, got to go, not I mean, yeah, get him out the door as soon as possible. What? 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 what, what I can't get my head around it. I don't. What? What do you like? Where, where are these people coming from? Like, what? What do they want? I think the platform of like social media doesn't help in general. Go on. Like I think in the sense of you know it's just so. If I walk if I walk down the road and think someone's a prick and I have an altercation with them, I can type my phone they're a prick within two seconds. Yeah. Now that person, two years time might be like someone's best like your best friend. Like it's just so reactionary is yeah. the word I'm looking for that I don't really agree with it. And also I think without getting too deep, I think sometimes people just want to be negative. People just want to just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds weird, but it's just easier, isn't it? Yeah. If you're like, oh, if you if you're like, oh, okay, I think Levy's great. You know, we built this, and then someone contracts and says, well, we did do this in this time. It's easy to just be like, yeah, actually, fuck him. Yeah. Like, then actually be like, well, no. On reflection, if you look at it like chronologically, what he's done is remarkable. It is incredible. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but like that stadium is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I've got people like friends that sit in like different stands and whatnot, and obviously like followers sending pictures and whatnot. And like, there's not a bad view in the ground. Yeah. Like. I- you go on the club tour and like the shit they tell you, like he's ringing populace at three in the morning, speaking about the size of the lifts. Like, really? The guy's dedicated. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And um, some people might argue that he's dedicated because at the end he sees a profit for himself. Well, yeah, I don't doubt that it comes into it that he's a businessman. Yeah, but then obviously that—that's the nature of football. That's I just not. I don't know what people single... want. I don't know what they want because no. if you think like, look at all the clubs that have been run terribly. Mm. Like in it, Bolton Wanderers can't mm. even field. Uh, 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 don't even have a squad of first team players yeah mad they're the youngest ever yeah they're squad like 17 year olds at right back yeah, yeah. and like, that's the club being run b- badly yeah. a, a, a chairman like Daniel Levy who's it, he's, he's making correct business not, not emotional ones that the fans want mm. but correct business uh, decisions like getting LaCelle's I think he ended up paying pretty much what they wanted for LaCelle's in the end yeah because we you know that Betis knew that we'd agreed a deal yeah. with him, so they had us over a barrel. Yeah, but you know, him trying to negotiate less money so that we have to pay out less, so that we can one day afford more players, mm. is it seems like a logical, completely logical business. Yeah, I think what makes it more painful now. I think about it more. I think what makes it more painful is the fact that we're so close. Yeah, like because obviously when we was like what mid-table team and kind of. If we got into Europe, that was like an amazing season. Yeah. It's almost like we kind of settled with that. It's like, that's where we are. That's where we're meant to be. Yeah. And then obviously, I think it's fair to say the development we've went under and the pot just probably come quicker than people expected. Um, mm. And then it's now it's like, oh, I only expected this, but now we can actually achieve so much more. Yeah. It's like, Christ, if we can achieve that much more, we've just minimized the gap. Like we could be like even better and people naturally people just want to end up wanting more which is you know we all do like yeah of course yeah you're never satisfied which is why football is such a weird concept to get involved in because the, the way we we look at football is to concentrate on the success the the prize at the end of the road but there is no end of the road just no continuation game. yeah like Leicester won the league but no one really yeah. f- even thinks about it. We'll win the league and then it'll be an- we'll want another one. Well, like, to be honest, as much as we all like bemoan Liverpool fans online, I'm surprised the fact they're not still banging on about winning the Champions League. Yeah. Like, within like a month, it just seemed to be gone. Like, it I, just well, disappeared. Yeah, you do still get them that six stars 
you see that one? Yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah, same. Like, I just, just get rid of it. Like, yeah. I, well, my mate, I've got a couple of mates from Redmen TV. Yeah, yeah. I work with. And they, um, he, he, he turned up the other day because he did some stuff with Sky. And he did, it had six stars and, like, different gazelle trainers. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at it and, like, he hadn't said anything. He'd not gloated. <laughs> he'd not, he'd not given me any stick. Just irked you. It's just his T-shirt fucked me off. So yeah. like, I, was, I was like, can you take that T-shirt off? I'll change it or put a jacket on. And he was cracking up because it's like, it's just, a, when you see those stars, it's like a, you failed. Yeah. How did you yeah. take that? How, how was you? Did you was, you? was you tweeting that night? Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched it with friends and family. There was like 20 of us got on a big projector. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I took it better than I thought I would. To be fair, I yeah, thought I'd be like hurting for like weeks and months. But I think because the game was dead so yeah. early, like that handball for a Musa just what in twenty seconds killed the game. Do you ever like think like after a bad result you think like I don't want to, I don't want to tweet, um, I don't want to do it, or is it just a kind of it kicks in as a natural thing? Yeah, no, I'm just in like the routine of it now. The, the only thing that does happen is if we've had like a real poor result I'll almost get in and get out of Twitter quickly before mm. I can be dragged down by like the mood so you don't you don't kind of trawl through no no that's the other thing in it that's why yeah. people start going mental on Twitter yeah you can very much find yourself in like being tangled up in web and suddenly you're like wow yeah. life's shit it's <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah I don't want to do anything <laughs> uh, Nikhil Saglani he says uh, if Ross could pick one Spurs player to run his account for a season who would it be yeah I saw this question I was thinking about it a lot um, my initial suggestion would have been Winks Winksy yeah however I've kind of went for a has he got social media uh, yeah yeah um, but I kind of went for a switch up and I'm now thinking I'm more of a Yang Vertonghen yeah, I think I'm quite like I've been <laughs> been in around the club a while uh, fairly reliable and don't mind the odd marauding run <laughs> yeah. who, who, um, who from your understanding Based on what you've read and stuff, this stuff of Tongan and Pochettino. Yeah. What, what do you think is going on there then? What have you read? I mean, I haven't read much into it. Um, I, and also, I don't really think that's... I think that's because there's not been much into it. Like, mm. I remember saw it... I got, like, um, Hoodwink the day before, like, saying he wouldn't be in the match they scored. And obviously naturally questioned it, but... What, someone told you? Yeah. Um, but... Then, like, people were saying, oh, it's due to a contract dispute, like, Spurs want him out and all this. And I don't really think there's much in it. Like, I think we know, like, Poch likes to send a statement. Yeah. And, again, and I didn't realise as well, but someone reminded me that uh, apparently the first game against Newcastle last season, he dropped Toby. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, out of the blue. I don't even recall that. But, like, yeah, Poch likes to make statements. I really love these sentiment, though, about what I'm saying, like, those who deserve to play will play. Yeah. Because that means, like, no, no ego. It doesn't matter yeah. how, how good you are. If you haven't earned your right, you're not going in the team. Yeah, and the thing is, Pochettino seems to adhere to that. Like, yeah. A lot of managers say that, and then, you know, they'll still have favourites kind of yeah. continuously in the team. Because the pressure's so much. But yeah. I think he's got he's developed a, a uh, system that's so rigid and it's seemingly so centred around um, your how, how hard you're willing to work. Yeah, like the principles. How, yeah, the principles yeah. of his ideas. That he can't go any other way. Yeah. Like you've seen you've seen players leave the club that could have probably done a, a a service for us. Yeah. You know, like even Andrew Townsend. I know he's not like everybody's cup of tea, but he wasn't an awful player. No. One dispute with. Yeah, start. that was that was surprising to me. Yeah. That was surprising because it seemed very cutthroat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he is that way, isn't he? Yeah. And if you want, you know, you're either with him or against him, kind of thing, and. Um, I think it's just a positive thing. Like you can't, you can't doubt any any 
anything he's done really. Every manager has frailties and things that they're not good at. And yeah, but if he does have them, he seems to learn from them. Yeah, and um, you know, and he, he, it's the same with Levy. Is you look at the progress we've made. Is how anyone can be critical. Yeah, right. Now. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, someone's game, but he's not won anything. He's not. Yeah. Like, what, what 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 can he win to placate you? Yeah, yeah. Elite, so, elite cup enough. Uh, well, this is what I mean. Like I'm don't go wrong. I'm not like the oldest head in the lane, but like I remember when if we won away from home in a season, that was yeah. a great result. Yeah, I remember listening to Leeds away. Robbie Keane scored for us. We won one nil. Yeah, and being amazed that we'd won a game away. Yeah. Well, like I remember, like what looking at like the fixture list, and I'd have more fear when Spurs had to go away to Sunderland or Bolton mm. than I would like a North London derby. Yeah, and it's just like shit. We've got to go away to Sunderland or like you know these real grotty places, and it was Spurs on the road, and we never picked up any. Like, if we got a point, we done well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then like now, it's just like we're expected to steamroll these teams. Yeah, it's in, the level of expectation goes up with the progress. As yeah, well. so you're course. always like you said, you always wanted more, and you're always going to aim for something that's that's just out out of our our reach. But so, you know, some might argue that that is how you progress striving for more yeah the demands but when it becomes toxic yeah. and it's like slagging each other off and everyone's hating each other <laughs> it's a bit because you want a Premier League trophy like in 10 years ago we wouldn't be able to dream 5 years ago we wouldn't even dream of a Premier no. League trophy no. now it sees you going to think well maybe yeah well like the fact that we're now top 4 regulars is somewhat overlooked yeah it's like I remember even last season like you'd look at top 4 predictions and it would have us like 4th 5th mm. maybe even as low as like 6th you know and, oh, I'm not sure about here and then like you could say that Last season was probably one of our worst, like recent seasons in the sense of you know personnel and the squad going a bit stale and yeah. obviously what was it thirteen defeats across the season in the league and whatnot, and then and yet we're still top four finish, Champions League finalists, like yeah, the progression is surreal. Yeah, it's crazy. And now now that we're refreshing our squad, yeah, now that new players are coming in, you know, Sessegnon is when's he back? It's a couple of weeks. Yeah, like three weeks, three four weeks. Right, three three weeks. He's back. And you know, starting and imagine, or at least you know, he will get games. Mm. You've got Lacelso, I'm really excited about. You know, there's Stan Collymore was raving about him because he's bizarrely has some links at best, right? And he's he said he's one of his mates is a season ticket holder, one of his best mates is a season ticket holder at Batiste, right? Okay, and he goes over and has watched him like 10 times, yeah. And he said Lacelso is like a proper, proper player, different gravy, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh. You know, with these new new players coming in, and Levy by, by his own admission saying now it's time to invest in the squad, mm. it's, it could only be an upwards trajectory. You're giving yeah. Pochettino an incredible manager the tools he needs to do what he wants to. Yeah, you know, with that new stadium, there's no literally. I think there's no. We've got the biggest potential out of the top six. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to think I'm fairly non-biased as much as you can be, and yeah, I'd agree. Like, I think if you just look at it, like infrastructure and points it's just mad mm. like I've been to the new stadium f- four times now mm. and um, each time I'm like blown away when I get to the top and just look out it's, it's just like how is this Tottenham Hotspur's home I know like we've went from the grovelly pissed up toilets yeah. to this like to Buckingham Palace for football like and people are excited to come as well yeah. like there's no one so like all, all the uh, fans that have come like uh, mate Everton Ped he he walks in the stadium and he said, your stadium's incredible. Mm. So I can't, it's just incredible. Yeah. Villa fans, uh, we went down there were saying, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's, no. it's the best stadium I've ever seen. Yeah, I had um, a Palace fan, a friend of mine who's Palace, obviously like the game we opened 
um, competitively up against. And he said, like, if I'm looking at just the stadium, he says, blew my mind. He said, it's just fucking incredible. Like, yeah. How can, like, he goes, I, there's not a fault I can make of it. Yeah. He said, obviously, the transport to it was a bit shit. But he said, in terms of, like, if we're looking at it as a stadium, he said, atmosphere, like, even as an away fan, he said he was just, like, mind blown. So you're, you're not from London, are you? What, how, no. What, how come you're a Spurs fan? Uh, so dad's dad uh, so what would be my granddad um, I don't know why I said that so weirdly he was my granddad. <laughs> what would be my granddad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he was a massive Spurs fan um, started following the club um, and then uh, yeah it's just average conventional story of generation to generation yeah, just... and then yeah here I am yeah. Big Spurs fan now. So what are your plans for Hotspur related? How do you... What, what Are you going to just keep going? I don't know. Like, like at some stage in yeah. your life, you're going to go, oh, I can't be fucked. You must well, be. there was a point when I was going to start uni and I was like... Um, before I started uni, I was like, right, the season beforehand, that was my last one. And then I was just done. Yeah. And it's just like, I was sitting at it and like, I think it was the day I moved up to uni and um, Spurs were playing away at Middlesbrough. Um, and it's the time that song scored... A couple, I think it was. And I was, like, sitting there watching a match, and I was like, should I tweet? Should I tweet? And I was like, I mean, I, I didn't tweet because, obviously, I was still, like, moving into uni and whatnot as well. Yeah, yeah. I needed to, you know, help mum with the packing and whatnot. But I was just like, I think at that point, I was on, like, 85, 90,000. I was like, I can't just throw that down the drain. Yeah. Like, put too much time into that, do yeah. that. Um, but, so yeah, where, where like, was you at then when you were going to uni, when you are considering potentially giving it up? Uh, what do you mean? Sorry. In terms so of, where, how big was the the Twitter account? Oh, so it'd, it'd been about eighty five, ninety thousand. Oh, all right, yeah, um, that's way too big to give away. Yeah, like you'd literally be throwing money down the drain. Yeah, if you did that. Yeah, I, if I, you're any time willing to give it away, if you're yeah. like, I can't be bothered, then I love it. Yeah, it'll sort of be right up. <laughs> uh, think of how much work you put into it. Yeah, and and this market is always about influence. It's like how how do how, do people react to what you say? Yeah. So not your opinion, but your what what you post. And if they do, then it's valuable. Yeah. So you know, do con- don't con- don't ever consider doing that. And no. If, if you were going to give it up, then you've got to sell it rather than yeah. just closing it down. Yeah. My, no. My, I don't really know where it goes in terms of going forward. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't want to. You know, come here like oh, I've got this plan, and in five years I'll be here mm. with it. Um, I just want to continue enjoying it. Mm. And there was like a year, two year, yeah, like an eighteen month spell where I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm. Um. But yeah, I just want to have fun with it and kind of keep interacting with Spurs fans because essentially that was the premise that made me start it. Yeah, that's the driving force. Yeah, like above all. If, like, for example, as much as I'd be gutted if someone reset me at 12 followers now rather than 120, like, yeah, I'd be bummed out in terms of the growth I'd lost. Mm. But the enjoyment would still be there because I'm still interacting so, with yeah, Spurs fans. Just sit there and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. that's why I said like, at the start of this interview, like, the numbers just don't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. It's no. just, you know, numbers are numbers. It's, you know, how you conduct yourself with them. Yeah. All right. right actually, one more thing. We, you used to be involved in, or you might still be in, uh, Filthy Fellas. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to film there this afternoon, actually. Oh, is that what you do? Yeah, yeah. How do you sit there and listen to that? Yeah, like, it's madness. fucking grief you get. Uh, I'm like the rabbit in the headlights. Um, <laughs> so people don't know, Filthy Fellas is... A group, they're all influencers, but essentially, yeah. you've got a poet. Is he on it still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and then you've got Leon Knight, who's yeah. controversial. He's thankfully off it now. Oh, well, he's, he's gone, yeah. Why do you say thankfully? Um, just me and him never really saw eye to eye, I think, you know. No one sees eye to eye. No, but we're, I mean, don't go wrong, from like the cast, if you want to call it that, uh, without bigging ourselves up, um, we're all from different backgrounds. Me, 
more obviously so than the others, yeah. I'd say. Um, but they're all really nice guys, and like poet um, is like literally like one of the kindest people I've ever met. I, um, I've yeah, he's best mates with one of my good friends. Yeah, so um, I've heard good, really good things. About yeah, so basically, a bit of backstory um, without taking up too much of your time is That's essentially. Uh, I was like really. This is going back four years. No, got to be more than that. So 2012. Yeah, so about 2013, 14. I was like really lost, like just in life. Um, I'd come out of basically. I started sixth form, didn't like where I was. Uh, no, sorry, I came out of uh, year 11. Mm. Um, went to college, didn't like it, and was like, right, I'll go back to the sixth form um, where I was um, previously. Yeah. Uh, do the, you know the course or whatever, and crack on. Anyway simultaneously during that year of sixth form i was like struggling like just with the academic jump also the fact um my sister's quite severely disabled and suffering from mental illness and also i lost my nan literally within like six months and i just just went off the wall like i didn't just didn't not like Is aggressively that, i just didn't turn up like yeah you stopped to, seeing yeah importance just became reclusive and just yeah basically just didn't want to get up in the morning and whatnot anyway thankfully one of the f- uh few encounters when i did like leave my house kind of thing um I met Poet, and it was just at the start of when Poet was presenting. It was some really... One copper? No, it was a small event. It was, that was way before even Copper had started. It was like a really small kind of football talk show. It was the summer that we'd... Uh, it was the summer Bow left. Um, right. And they basically just wanted to do like a preview. They saw that at that point I had a following on Twitter, reached out and whatnot. Anyway, um, Poet was really kind to me. Um, he didn't. He wasn't personally the one that reached out to me, but when I got there, he was the main presenter and like kind of linking it all together and whatnot, mm. working his magic. And basically, he stayed in touch. He took my number and whatnot. Anyway, many years later, obviously, we started Filthy, which was 2014, 15. So it was a couple of years on. Um, must have been 2015. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, he reached out and was like, look, I needed another Spurs fan. I really like what you do. You know, I've really got on with well with, with you. Mm. Um, and bearing in mind, the person that he'd met before like as in myself mm. I was quite like confident at that point I thought I knew where I was going in life and obviously I was still a young kid so there's yeah, many ups yeah. and downs but um, he just like sat down with us I went and met him and he just sat down with us and was like look I still you know just because you don't have the background in terms of um, presenting like mm. the other guys on the show do or ex-footballers or whatever we still want you and I think even if you watch people that are fans of Filthy and uh, continue to watch it in the first season, even the second season, but not so much. You can see I'm just out, of, like I'm just not there. Like yeah. I'm not getting any screen time because I'm not really talking when I'm there. I'm not really contributing. Not only was I obviously in a not a great place mentally and with everything going on, but to be you, in amongst those characters, you need to be quite loud yourself. Yeah, and I'm not really like that anyway. Yeah, and then obviously with everything that I had going on and I was kind of processing myself, I, to be honest, I shouldn't have been there. I was offering nothing to nothing to the show. So what? How did um? Did he, was he aware of it, poet? And yeah, like poet. Yeah, help, poet. So help you out. Yeah, poet was just like, look, we believe in you. You guys, you know, there's. We think you've got more than enough talent to be here. Mm. Um, as long as you keep, as long as you're still wanting to do it, mm. um, then you know, keep keep turning up, and we we want we want to put you on a platform and whatnot. And for a good year or so, I say the only thing I'd done on a weekly basis was literally go to those filthy shows, and I knew deep down that there was something good in them in the sense of just getting me at that house and kind of like almost putting me in the deep end as much as like anxiety and whatnot and you know same old story about mental health but as much as it was difficult I knew there was some good to that and I'd actually say poet is one of the main reasons that I'm now like kind of back on track obviously back at you like done well near I finished uni and kind of really kind of propped me up so yeah I poet like I say going back to what I really uh, started on 
Yeah. Yeah, like Pirate is like, I couldn't kind of rate him, if you like, or speak highly enough of him. He's a very, very kind man. So you're, um, you, you obviously had uh, some tricky times and then this process of weekly going into London to film. Yeah. Just kind of gave you a, a stability or, or a, a, a uh, schedule that you can keep. But it was before, before that, you didn't have yeah. any structure because you wasn't going to school. Yeah. And also like, because of the nature of the show, obviously it's very like confrontational. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's like a lot of kind of jibes uh, verbally being thrown around like between obviously the man you sets of fans, top sets of fans. Mm. Like, you have a hide or come out fighting. Mm. And obviously... I hid probably for a season and a half. Yeah. Um, but then eventually, yeah, I kind of came out and obviously on a wider note kind of turned things around. Some, some controversy, isn't there, about Poet at the moment with Copper and yeah. historic tweets. Yeah. What's, what, what's your opinion on that stuff? Like footballers who have made tweets in 2012 mm. or 2011 when they're, youth, when they're kids. Yeah, there's... There's very much like a cancel culture going around, isn't there? Where yeah. people just essentially are in aiming to get people uh, cancelled. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's great. Obviously, obviously any tweets, tweets, yeah, none of that's obviously, um, you know, needs to be dealt with. But I think it's also very naive to think that we all don't change within month to month, year to year, Absolutely, let alone yeah. closer decades on. Especially footballers as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, the vast majority of footballers are not necessarily. I'm not going to, you know, cast a blanket over all of them, mm. but their main focus when growing up was probably less about education and more about being the best footballer they can be because they saw that as their ticket. Yeah. So for them to then, like like you said earlier, the Twitter is such an immediate thing. It goes in your head. You don't think you tweet it. Yeah. If you're, if you know, for some people that's the way they, they they use Twitter. So for, for them to just someone to be sad enough to dig up or, or trawl through old tweets yeah. in the hope of finding something offensive that someone might have said is as weird yeah. as, as you know, someone saying something offensive in the first place, I think. And I, I just, I'm, like, I've said it on the pod a couple of times, I get so bored of this, the outrage mm. that people, you know. Well, like, you think how quickly it takes to send a tweet, what we speak in five seconds stops, and then you're going back to 2011, 20, five seconds of someone's life they in 2011. They remember it. No. If they remembered it, they would have deleted it. Yeah. So it obviously isn't like deep-seated force. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they don't actually hate women or yeah. that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's but, just this, I think people find the satisfaction yeah. in attacking someone. I'm offended. Yeah. You know, oh, there's outrage here. Yeah, this is how <laughs> look, look how outrageous this person look was. Look what he done in twenty ten. <laughs> Eight <laughs> years ago, look how horrible he was. Like you every one of you, every one of you has ever jumped on someone like some sort of moral outrage has said as bad things in, in the WhatsApp groups. Oh yeah. But because you know you're safe and you say it, you yeah. say it freely. Yeah. If someone's saying something offensive on Twitter, then at least they're doing it in public. Like, mm. I'm, like don't do it. Like, don't, say, like, don't, <laughs> don't. Like, use your brain and don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. But don't, like, for the 0.1% who have never said or thought anything racist or homophobic in their lives, yeah. fair play to you. You're allowed to get anyone you want. Yeah. But the rest of you are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, you know, don't get me wrong, everyone has to be accountable for their actions and kind of reflect on them, et cetera, et cetera. But calling someone out for something that happened like 10 years ago when yeah. you know, you know different what? mindset different age different yeah. it, and that doesn't make it I'm not saying that makes it right or condones it by any means because and evidently it doesn't it doesn't make it right by any factor of imagination but it's just like 
we're speaking about 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Yeah, it's um, people change. And <laughs> shock. Like, all right, yeah, like you, all right, you dig up this tweet. Say you find an old tweet of mine. And I swear, look, anyone can trawl through my Twitter. Fuck knows what's on there. And if there's anything in there that, that you don't agree with, let me know and I'll apologise. Yeah. And I'll say, like, I'm sorry. Obviously, I don't feel that way anymore. Or I may, may still feel like that. But, but that wouldn't be enough. That wouldn't be enough for them. That wouldn't be you, enough you'd for have them. to lose everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd have to be on the streets <laughs> begging them for, you know. Then, then they'll be happy. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, there's some major influences here. Like Poet, um, he's going to be fine because he is talented and people like him and he's, mm. he offers something that um, isn't common in presenting, even if he is a gooner. Yeah. You know, he does, he has something about him that, that is watchable. So he's going to be fine no matter how much of, uh, you know, how, whether co- Copper cancels his contract or whatever it is, mm. it will be fine. So, you know, all you're doing is kind of placating a little part of you who goes, you know, that's made me feel better than you. Yeah. You know, when you're not, no. you're just hiding it. Better. Anyway, Ross, uh, is there anything else you want to do? Anything you want to promote? I mean, I so will promote. You're, you're big and why don't you promote us? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, no, there's nothing I want to promote. Just thank you for having me on. Mate, Genuinely been, appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we've been talking a while on, on, on the DMs, isn't it? And then, yeah. Um, it's never got it, to, got it to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And it's at Hospital related, if you didn't know. And uh, we'll be back next week, Monday, for another Fighting Cop podcast. Cheers for downloading. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.